This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 282, Summer 2018 Animation Roundup. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast exploring faith and imagination. And today we're going to talk about movies that maybe captured our imagination or or maybe not. Depends or maybe on, crushed our imagination. Or crushed the imagination, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about some movies that I think I liked. And Evan is here also. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing well. How and are you, Ben? I'm, I'm doing well. And I, uh, I'm honestly just waiting to talk about this with you because we have, I think there's three of the four movies we have not talked about hardly at all. Okay. Because just to avoid conversation about them before this episode. And then the fourth one we watched together. And so we talked about it afterward. Yes. Um, and then there might be some others that we talk about. Uh, but I, I think that there's just uh, Incredibles 2 and mm-hmm. um, Teen Titans Go to the movies. Uh, Did you see I that? I really want to see it. You no. haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. Well, I'll be vague when I talk about it then. Thanks. Sorry um, about that, Ben and uh, listeners. Man. I, I didn't. And you've get got an extra week it. out of this because. Uh, I know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Godzilla 2, City on the Edge of Battle. Not to be confused with Star Trek, City on the Edge of Forever, which is, um, well, we can talk about whether it's better or not than that. Uh, And then Death of Superman. Yes. And then there's, have we talked about Batman Ninja on the podcast? I think we may, but we can go ahead and re-talk about it. (laughs) Because that's a summer animated movie that came out that was animated. I can't remember because we talked about it a lot off the podcast. Oh, man, did we? <laughs> so I can't remember if we talked about it or on. So let's just do it. All right. And is there anything else that I'm missing? Uh, I think uh, those are the major ones anyway. Yeah, for the summer. Uh, you never saw uh, the Scooby-Doo Batman Brave and the Bold. No, I, ha- I haven't. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I watched that one. Well, that's the summer. That was in the summer. Was it? Okay. I think so. I thought it was like in February or something. Oh, well, then, then I guess not. Uh, speaking of Scooby-Doo crossover, though, they have a comic book, a monthly Scooby-Doo crossover with a DC Universe comic book. 
and they had a swamp thing issue recently ah, and nice. it was really funny i was surprised and when i say really funny i mean there was a pretty good punchline on just about every third page that if it had been like a an animated show you know that would have been uh it would have been a laugh out loud moment um it, it was it was good it was good i meant to tell you ben swamp thing shows up in justice league number two the comic book oh really which i yeah which i picked up last oh, week I'll, I'll check that out because he's also in justice league dark okay. as one of the main characters in that like he's one of the team members in that that book so um but that's comic books we're not here to talk talk comics we're here to talk about animation and so where do you want to start batman ninja why don't we <laughs> Because we could just talk about it quickly, and, and then if we've already talked about it, then I could just well, torture okay, you. Right. I could just torture you, you a wanna, little bit more, but not too much. Do you want to tease people, Ben? <laughs> do you want to do you want to give them a, a ranking of these four movies, and then we'll go oh, in and talk yeah, about them? Put them in order. Yeah. As far as how well we liked them. Yeah. Uh, do you have that? Yeah, I do. Okay, I, um, I don't. Um, so why don't you go ahead and do yours? Let me think it through. Um, okay. Well, we'll talk about Batman Ninja first, but I know that that's at the bottom of your list. If it were, if there was a list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That it, would... There is a list and it is at the bottom <laughs> and, and it's not just the list for animated movies of 2018. It's the list of all the movies of 2018 that I have seen. It's at the bottom. That's, that's, it's, it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that in a moment. All right. What's what's your ranking then of the, okay. the, the final four there? Starting with the – okay, well, I don't have Teen Titans, so I can't put that on there. So that's mine's true, only that's true. three. Yeah, so Batman Ninja's at the bottom. Then you have Godzilla, and then you have Superman. No surprise. It's at the top. Uh, and uh, if we're if I'm going to count Batman – oh, no. Incredibles 2. What about that? I missed Incredibles. Yeah, okay. No, there is four. There's five. Five. Did we talk – if we're talking about Batman Ninja, there's five in total oh, okay, and four yeah. for you without Teen Titans Go. Okay, yes. Batman Ninja, Godzilla, Incredibles 2, and Super- Death of Superman. Death of Superman, okay. Death of Superman being number one. Uh, okay. And then for me, it would probably go oh, – it's hard. Um, Batman Ninja would be at the bottom of the pile. Uh, Godzilla 2 would be – Next in the pile. Um, yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, I'm going to put Teen Titans Go at the, the middle. And okay. then, then Death of Superman and then Incredibles 2. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about it. God, or not Godzilla. Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja is really the only reason it's on the list at all for our summer movies is so I can torture you just a little bit more to make you talk about and think about that movie again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, Are we spoiling? For uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, just act three of that movie is the most bonkers, wacky, weird. And it kind of follows its own internal logic. Kind of. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, because the internal logic <laughs> of the movie is we're just making up as we go along. And, and it does. It just. It, there is no logic. If you were to have a, a five year old who kind of knows about Batman 
and the Batman supporting cast and a three-year-old who is really, 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 really intent on impressing the five-year-old with their ideas and just, you know, wants to be a part of things with that five-year-old. And, and then you throw in there, um, a 30 year old who has never heard of any of these characters ever. Okay. And then <laughs> ask them to go and sit in a room and come up with a, um, an emotional third act. No, no, no. I mean the, the whole movie. Just, oh, the whole movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're making the whole movie. The 30-year-old is kind of working on like, oh, we want some emotion here, and we're going to have Joker do this and Harley Quinn do that, and Batman is doing this, and he's got this angst. And and the kids are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then you get to the third act, and the kids are just like they, – they grab the 30-year-old, right? And they they tie him up. They they <laughs> blindfold him and, and put a um, – uh, put a gag in his mouth, but they allow his eye or his ears are are free and his hands are free. And this guy, he knows how to type, you know, he can type without looking. <laughs> He's got very good typing skills. And, and these children have now taken over and they're dictating to him what happens next. And that's act three. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is a good description, Ben. And so with that said, I really liked the movie. <laughs> And with that said, oh. Evan, did you like the movie? No, I did not, man. <laughs> I hated it so much. But so I was with them. I was with them in the first act. It was great. I liked it a lot. Then we're getting into the second act, and you're kind of like, okay, all right. I, I'm still here. Okay, wait a second. What was that? What did you just say? What just appeared on the screen? No, it's exactly that. It's it's <laughs> the, the, the story's going along, and then the three-year-old's like, and then, and then. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, and things then, just happen, and it's not like oh, Chekhov's magic thing no. where we saw it, you know, in Act One. No, no, no. We sure it did just, not. It just shows up. Yep. It just and it's just it there. doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. And so then you get to the third act, and the third act is like, okay, you've lost me. I don't know what's happening. And then you get to the middle of the third act, and then you flip over the TV. <laughs> Yes, it's just like, what is happening? Why is Batman here in this movie? <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I hate it so And much. so, you know, there's there's certain people who are willing to go along for the ride on something like that. And there's other people who are absolutely not willing to go along no, for the look, ride. Okay, then. Look, I'm okay with crazy stuff like that. Like All-Star Superman. I love All-Star Superman. But this movie completely changes the <laughs> tone and logic. You're talking about two different kinds of crazy, though. You're talking about two oh different kinds gosh. of crazy. No, it starts solidly grounded in the Batman world and everything's making sense. And then it's just bananas, if you follow me. And I do. I do. So, yeah, Batman Ninja, understandably, at the bottom of your list. You hated it. Yep, sure did. And that's that's okay. You know, different not watching it again. Different people like different things. And in a couple of years I might watch it again. Just to All see right. if it's as crazy as I remember. So let's move on to the real movies that we're here to talk about. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we should honestly probably just start with uh, Teen Titans Go to okay. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And so Teen Titans Go to the movies is based on the Teen Titans Go TV show. 
that I've been watching with my son because it's on Hulu. And mm-hmm. I watch it with my son, uh, my younger son, seven-year-old. But my older son, the 17-year-old, also enjoys watching it. My daughters kind of enjoy watching it. And um, I enjoy watching it. And so I actually took uh, my youngest son and my oldest son to the movies to go and see this one. And a fun time was had by all. And I'm really curious what you're going to think about it, Evan. And I'm just, I'm really curious because there's some interesting things. There's a post credit that I think you will go nutso over. And there are some deep cuts in the characters that they use. Um, So, I mean, but, and Swamp Thing is in the background. Almost every crowd scene in the movie has Swamp Thing in it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has no lines if I remember correctly, no lines, but Aquaman, he's in there. Um, you challengers of the unknown are in there. Uh, they, they go all out and it really is just, they do this movie that seems like, uh, it seems like, cause I haven't seen Deadpool or, or, um, well, I guess has the sequel come out yet? Has the second Deadpool? Okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen either of them. And so, um, but from what I know about the way he breaks the fourth wall and it self-references everything, um, I believe that this is a nice Deadpool is how I would describe it because okay. they are very, very, very self-referential. Um, there are there's a uh, there's a celebrity cameo that you may have heard um, it happened. But if you haven't, then I'm not going to spoil it for you. There's, um, yeah, I've tried to not find out anything about yeah, the movie. So, uh, but they, they hit a lot of notes that I really, really enjoy and hit a lot of tropes that I really, really enjoy. And I wish I could talk about it with spoilers with you because there's a segment in act two that it just, it's, it's bonkers. And okay. It's just, but it's like, it's the kind of bonkers that I think you would appreciate. Not well, yeah, the Batman I, ninja kind of bonkers right, right. that only people like me appreciate, but the kind of bonkers that I think general people might even appreciate. So, well, I enjoy the, the show. Uh, my dad loves the show. Well, from what I know of your dad and his, the things that he likes now, knowing now that he likes the show, I think he would really enjoy this movie. Or really hate the movie. <laughs> so. I'm sure he will love it. Uh, I think he may have seen it. I can't remember. Well, Evan, you just need to get out there, man. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go catch up, and then maybe we can do it as a, a post credit on another episode sometime. Yeah, maybe something about. like that. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. But I, I enjoyed myself, and I. My sons both enjoyed themselves. Unfortunately, and this is not a spoiler if you know the show, because um, the show can can push the edge of the Y7 humor a little <laughs> bit. Um, this one definitely uh, pushed the edge of the Y7 humor because it's PG, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my youngest son uh, laughed really, really hard at all the butt jokes. Ah, and I yes. found myself really laughing at my son, laughing at the butt jokes, um, just because it, it, it elicited that um, deep little boy belly laugh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it right. was fun. It was fun. Uh, OK, so that is Teen Titans Go to the movies. And so from there, what was well, let's go on your list. Let's, let's go according to your list. Uh, Godzilla was next. Godzilla 2. Yes. Uh, city on the edge of battle. 
So this is the sequel to the Netflix co-produced, Toho-produced anime trilogy of Godzilla movies. CGI anime. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to make distinctions, that's fine. Um, I think almost every anime is, is CGI one one level or another now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but usually not the characters. Well, I, I you say usually. I think that they are animated using CGI to look like they're two dimensional oh, these days. Okay. Sometimes not to great effect. Um, maybe they're hand animating that, but I, I really doubt that they're hand animating much anymore just because no one's doing that anymore (laughs) let's pour one out for the hand animation well young justice does that ben so it's a great show do they for season three am i ready for season three no i said do they for season three because season two is pretty old i'm pretty sure they will yeah and if they don't people will get upset yeah well that's that's fine, but um, because right what now, I, I saw in the trailer, yes, they are. Okay, well, so. you assume they are, or are they using technology to make it look like they are? I don't think so. Okay, all right, because it's very expensive to do hand drawn, and when you can just do flash or CGI, and that's yeah, but that's just the unfortunate reality. To a Korean studio who's doing it, so they they're doing hand drawn with Voltron, and they're doing hand drawn with this, and. A handful of other things. So, anyway, this is yeah, it's it's anime. You can definitely see the anime tropes that they are using. Oh yes, um, with the the mechs and the the technology and the the emotional storytelling, um, cinematography. Yeah, yeah, and and the music. Um, I mean, it's paced like a like what I would say would be a traditional anime uh, feature. Um, so yeah, it's and so with all that said, <laughs> it's I, I remember us talking about the first one, and I remember you wondering, you know, will the second film in this trilogy, if you want to call it a film, um, mm-hmm. will it cause you to appreciate the first one more? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, once you know, because this is a planned trilogy, and maybe things that happen in the second one will cause you to forgive some of the the some of what was lacking in in the first one. So mm. I'm curious. <laughs> I think I know the answer, but I'm curious. What did this one do well, for you, I would, Evan? I would say yes it does redeem a little bit of the first one. Oh, okay. I liked this one. Um it's like I thought the first one was pretty boring. Um it's just a lot of military jargon technical procedure philosophical debate and then i i really hated the the mini dragons that they're fighting in the first one and stuff like that um but then we saw godzilla and then we saw the real godzilla and it kind of set it up nice i like this one a lot i like the the native humans on the planet um i like the the bigger role that the other alien race took in this one where they are super proud of their Mecha Godzilla technology. And then I really liked just all the plot devices that kept coming our way as far as how they were going to defeat Godzilla and uh, the plan and everything. So yeah, this one, this one 
was much better. So does it redeem the first one for you? Does it redeem the first Uh, one for you or does it just – the second one is good and and, and you're okay with the second one? Yeah, the second one is good. I enjoyed the second one. The first one, like I don't think you're going to enjoy the second one as much without the first one. So it at least makes the first one functional. <laughs> it gives it it gives it purpose. It gives it a yes a raison d'être, as the French would say. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with purpose. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just a reason to be is okay. Yes, what, what that yep. means. So, um, <laughs> okay, I liked it too. I I did. Uh, I liked it about as much as I liked the first one. But I liked the first one, and. You know, there was there was some things in this one that were just kind of, um, again, it, it it does some some funky sci-fi stuff, and it's it's definitely sci-fi in the sense of not being science, uh, but yeah. being fiction. You know, and, right? Um, yeah, and so I I like that. I liked. Uh, I thought that, uh, and I don't want to spoil too much in case people do want to watch the movie, but I, I thought they were going one direction when the city was going to be used to fight Godzilla. Um, I thought we were going to be in a situation where the city transforms, you know, into like a mm-hmm. Mecha Godzilla because they were using Mecha Godzilla tech. Right. Um, but now they've redefined Mecha Godzilla in some ways. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and then with the aliens, uh, the, the one, cause there's three, there's three races of people in this. There's the humans, there's kind of the, the warlike, um, not quite a Klingon Klingon race. There's the uh, humans, the dwarves, and the elves. Ben. Okay, I'll go with that then. Sure, I was going to go with uh, <laughs> Klingons and Romulans, you know, but or Klingons and, and Vulcans, I guess. But um, yeah, sure, sure. Dwarves and elves. Uh, the the dwarf aliens did some interesting stuff because of what the tech was used for, and it was their original tech. And then right, um, yeah, and and then there's a post credit in this movie that is the one of the strangest, oddest uses of post credits that I've seen, which is <laughs> yeah. they, they use the post credit less to tease the next movie and more to recap this one. Like you, you rewatch a, a good two and a half minutes of this movie, uh, in flashback. And then you come back to a scene that you saw early on in the movie and they kind of give it a little bit of context um, yeah. by letting you see something that you hadn't seen in when the scene happened originally, um, which then def- definitely absolutely teases what's going to happen in the next movie. And was it predictable, Ben, or unpredictable? It was 1,000% predictable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gasp! <laughs> if, you you know anything, if you know anything about Godzilla, <laughs> if you know anything about Godzilla, then you knew what was being teased long before they spelled it out for you. Mm. If you don't know anything about Godzilla, you won't care this. Yeah. This doesn't change anything. (laughs) Like for them to spell it out for you changes nothing because instead of saying, here's a subtle hint, they're saying, here's a subtle hint. And then later on, they're saying, here's the thing. If you can't pick up on the subtle hint, then, then when you hear the thing, you're not going to really know what they're talking about. But, um, yeah, they are absolutely setting up kind of I mean honestly, this is what Toho is is doing right now and they are setting up the uh the trifecta, the trinity of 
of kaiju monsters that Toho has, which is Godzilla and Mothra and, and King Ghidorah. And, and then Mechagodzilla, you throw in that idea, um, which, again, they surprised me by what they didn't do. Yeah, and, me too. And then once I realized what they weren't doing, I realized, oh, they are actually surprising me by what they are doing. <laughs> and so it was interesting to see Mechagodzilla uh, get used the way it did. And it was interesting to see um, the way that they, they were fighting the plans, like you said. And uh, Godzilla in this movie, what I realized, I don't know if they mentioned this in the movie, uh, they may have, but we talked about last time. Why don't they just stop, live on the moon, you know, and then just do little short missions down to earth to get supplies and stuff on the other side of the planet where Godzilla is not. But when you realize how big Godzilla is on this earth, because he's been just surviving and growing for 20,000 years, um, I think his atomic mm. breath would reach the moon. Like if they... If they yeah. had stayed to hide on the moon, I think that they're they are not safe in space. Just just yeah, in, if orbit. You're in the orbit of the Earth. Yeah. Well, they say that. Do they? Okay, that's what I was trying to remember. I, I couldn't remember yeah. if they if they said that or not. So, I don't know if they say if they said the moon, but they said yeah. If they're in orbit, they're they're not safe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that became one of the ticking uh, ticking clocks for them. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I I enjoyed myself. I'm when the third one comes out, I doubt I'm going to watch the first two to get get up to speed with the third one i'll watch the third one and then maybe later sometime in the next few years um you know do a, a viewing of all three at some point with with my sons if they're interested or something like that but um i'll at least watch the second one with you <laughs> i i enjoyed it and um but is it great no 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 i mean it's adequate it's not a miyazaki movie uh, no, I mean, it's not going to get any kind of well, – it's not going to get nominated for uh, the Oscar for the Best Animated Film of 2018. No, no, it's not. It's not. Although it might get nominated if they add another category. I don't know. Say something like uh, most um, popular animated movie of 2018 and you know where you're just skipping quality and saying that it's just popular and made lots of money, which is what they just did. Did you hear that announcement today? No, they have added a category to the Oscars of um, best popular movie. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which is to uh, I've seen a lot of reactions on uh, you know on news articles and stuff. And one reaction that a news article was quoting from Twitter was basically, um, you know, uh, best superhero movie. Please watch the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, we're, we're we're relevant. <laughs> You know, we're, we're totally relevant and we totally understand what people like and we understand that they're not watching us because we aren't talking about what they actually like. <laughs> um, yeah, which is really unfortunate because the other thing they're talking about is that people are legitimately talking about Black Panther being an Oscar t contender one way or another. Mm. Um, but then this happens and it's almost like they're saying, well, we don't want to give a superhero movie an Oscar, but... We recognize that people want us to recognize what this thing is. And so, uh, yeah, if Black Panther wins best popular movie, it just kind of, it's a backhanded compliment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate, but it's, it is what it is. They're trying to get people. I, I saw another one where someone said, they might as well just add best kiss as well, you know, and <laughs> do like the teen movie choice awards and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
Okay, so that is uh, Godzilla 2, City on the Edge of Battle, which, as, as far as movie titles go, that's a, that's a pretty fantastic movie title. It's a very descriptive movie title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next on your list was, I believe, Incredibles 2. You are correct. And so talk to me, because Evan, I've been waiting to hear why Incredibles 2 was the worst theater experience of the year for you. Was it? That's what you said. Was it the worst one? Let me look back at my list here. Well, I don't know about your list. You use the words worst theatrical experience. Yeah, it is. It was. So it is. why? Because this... it just was so disappointing to me. Um, oh, that's it. I was yeah. expecting a story. No, or... there's no story. We went on a date to go see this, and I was just really expecting uh, to be for it to be on par with the last one at least, and uh, it it fell fell short, and I was very disappointed and sad. Wow. Okay. I was and I got that way halfway through the movie. And so for the half, the rest of the movie, I'm like, oh, this, it's just getting worse. It's not getting any better. And I'm, I'm I sad. loved it. Oh, I love no. this movie. It was so good. It was so much fun. It, it was, was it, it was like, hey, this is this is part two. This is this is the second half of the, the previous movie oh, that, don't I, say that, that I didn't know was it missing. Is not true. It nope. is true. No. How is it not true? 100% not true. Wait, wait, wait. How is it 100% not no, true that this is the, part two? Okay. That this if is just the continuation of the first movie. If you're saying that Incredibles 1 and 2 should be one movie and this is part two of that one movie, no. I completely disagree with that. I don't like it. Incredibles 1 is great. This, I was expecting that, you know, an epic uh, second part um, and this movie feels like the uh, issue or two in between the first awesome story arc and the second awesome story arc where we just do a little bit of house cleaning and maybe throw in a little tiny adventure in there and get you ready for the next epic thing. What? That's what I felt. Absolutely. Wow. I, You're you, making me like sad. Me, would you like me to read you my review that I wrote? Uh, yeah, if you want. I mean, is, is is it more than what you just said? Yeah, it, I mean, it gets into a little bit more specifics. Yeah, sure. If, I mean, if you want uh, don't, don't do any spoilers, but... Oh. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I think I can do it without spoilers. Okay. okay. Um... All right, so things I did like. Um, Jack-Jack scenes are very funny. Yeah, I'm with you there. That was very funny. Yep. I liked Elastigirl's chase scenes because she had a couple, and uh, they were very cool. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, okay, I don't want to spoil that. Blah, 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 blah. Shh, can't, can't do that. Okay. Um, there was some. There was, a, there was a lot of the movie that I felt was uh, derivative of the first one, and they're just – saying, okay, the first movie had this part in it that people really liked, and so we'll kind of do a, a subtle rehash, but it's not so subtle, and we'll just throw that in there. Uh, that happened in a couple places. Um, the new villain, I thought, pales in comparison to Syndrome, um, as does the peril placed on the heroes. As a sequel, I think these things should have been uh, had more gravitas and not less, which I feel like this is much less gravitas 
than the first one. Um, the first movie's plot felt very connected, dynamic, and built toward an impressive climax. And this movie just seemed a little bit all over the place. Uh, I kind of feel like a, a lot of these things that make up the plot of the story could have just been Pixar shorts that they should have been releasing in between Incredibles 1 and the real Incredibles 2, what this movie should have been. Um, so what I'm hearing yeah. a lot of, Evan... <laughs> I guess is this was the worst theatrical experience for you because you walked into the movie expecting it to be one thing. And then it was totally not what you're wanting it to be because I walked into this movie expecting it to be chapter two. And I got exactly what I was hoping for, which was an expanded world, which they did uh, with uh, development of the family moving forward and dealing with the outcome of what happened in the first movie, which, which they did. And giving them new, uh, new emotional issues to deal with uh, as they're moving forward and, and growing out of it, which which they did, and and then the climax I thought was a really fun climax in the way that they they worked it together and the way that they pulled then together a lot of the strings and had a lot of Chekhov's things where earlier on the movie they they had this thing happen and then later on it's. It's paid off by that thing. I will agree with you that the villain is not as good as Syndrome. Um, no, but the, the it, villain, it's not just the villain. It's the its the entire situation, the entire peril that they are put in and that the quote-unquote city is put in. It's just nowhere near to the level of what Syndrome was doing. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I would I, I would roll that up in, in the just being the, the problem for the villain um, is not as good. But... But at the same time, I and I do believe the first movie is better than this one. But you put these two side by side and it is a movie and it's sequel. And while this does not fit into like, um, you know, the two towers being better than Fellowship of the Ring or Empire Strikes Back being better than Star Wars, um, you know, the sequel that that outdoes its original. It's also not the sequel falters under the weight of the original. I, I don't feel like that at all. I, I, I feel like this is a, a enjoyable movie. <laughs> and I went I in, this I was... went in hoping to enjoy myself and, uh, walked out having been enjoyed or having enjoyed it, whatever. I yeah. was expecting a sequel, at least like Ant-Man and the Wasp, where it's on par pretty much with the first one. But this man, it just let me down in so many places. I felt like this was like a, a direct to DVD Disney sequel. It sounds like it. You feel like it's uh, a personal affront. Like they they personally offended you with uh, not doing the movie that you thought they were going to do. No, I mean I I had I tried to stay away from any and all spoilers. I had no preconceived notion of what the plot should be, um, but just not this. <laughs> because because i mean you said they they're moving on the characters and they're they're dealing with new situations well not really they've just juggled the situations and put them on different characters they've swapped all the roles and i feel like it's very very derivative of the first one except they're playing musical chairs with what the characters go through i i think you might be somewhat i i would agree with you somewhat on that there are similar situations that are happening with different characters, but it's happening that way. So you can get the reaction, the different reaction from the characters, because again, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, you're, you're watching 
Mr. Incredible have to deal with this thing that he didn't have to worry about before. And I don't know. And, and maybe part of it is just because I relate so much to Mr. Incredible um, it, from the first one and the second one. Cause I watched the first one two days before I went and saw the second one in the theater. And so I had, a, it was super fresh in my mind and it just, you know, Mr. Incredible being the dad, having to deal with dad stuff, having to deal with teenage daughter, having to deal with a son who can, um, you know, in, in that natural and, and, uh, appropriate for the age kind of way, be annoying, you know, because he's, <laughs> he's got lots of energy, you know, and, and that's the way it has always been to me. That's, that's the thing is, and maybe this is where we differ. You're, you're wanting epic, epic superhero storytelling with the family element. And I'm wanting the family movie where it's exaggerated because it's superheroes. And so I guess I, I got what I wanted because I got the family movie. Um, yeah, probably, you know, so, cause that's, that's what sets the Incredibles apart. Uh, the first one, especially, but now the second one, because of the first one, uh, it sets it apart because it's like, Hey, we are watching a family we're watching them deal with family stuff. And right. But in the first one, they managed to give us both. I feel like they did in the second one too. Yeah. I, I feel like we had a, a villain who was a, a worthy villain. I feel like that, um, the the plan and the way he was uh well <laughs> uh the plan and the way that the villain was able to overcome the heroes at first to put them in peril um was a, a plan where i was like okay how are they going to get out of this you know i you know i i, I didn't know how they were going to get out of it and yeah and i guess it also the 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 villain's plan fits thematically with the world that they've created within the, the first movie and the ideas that they're pulling on with those strings in the second movie. Um, just with the, the, what would the world be like that has superheroes in it? Um, you know, cause Marvel and DC, they ask those questions. What would the world be like with superheroes in it? But they're coming from that with that's secondary. Like they created the world, put the superheroes in it, and then later on started asking those questions. And with this, it really is like they're kind of that's their starting point is to say, "Hey, we got this world. What happened? What would happen if there really were superheroes in the the fifties and sixties?" And, and it extrapolates from there. So, yeah. Wow. I, I'll end. I'll end. With it would have been nice sentence. to have done this on a on a road trip. And yeah, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. All right, my last sentence of my review, I said, Pixar does not seem to do well with second films, but here's hoping the third one knocks it out of the ballpark like Toy Story 3. So that, Did, that's my Okay, hope. but second films, how many have they done? Incredibles 2, Toy Cars Story. 2, and yep. Toy Story 2. Did they do any others? Finding Dory. Oh. Yeah, but Finding Dory was good. Toy Story it 2 was, okay. was good. Oh, I would, eh. go, I would go higher than okay for both of those. Toy Story 2 is my least favorite of the Toy Story films. Yeah, but it's still good. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a solid I mean, movie. I gave, I gave this one three stars, The Incredibles 2, but Incredibles 1 is easily five stars. Hmm. So. I think I gave it four. I don't remember. Five stars for The Incredibles 1. Brad Bird. No, I mean, this I gave Incredibles 2 five, uh, four stars. Oh. So. This is the only movie that Brad Bird has let me down. 
That's, the only one. That's like sad. Every, all of his other movies, I think, are five stars for me. And this one's a three. That's too this bad. Is the black, this is the black spot on the record. Well, he tried. He did. He tried. He he worked hard. Gave gave it a lot of time. In fact, the movie that I went to, they actually had a thing up front that I thought was going to turn into "Thanks for watching this in the theater," but it was literally the cast saying, "Yeah, it's been a long time, and we know it. We hope you like the movie. We hope it's worth the wait." <laughs> yeah. Never, never once hit that. And we're thanks for seeing it in the theater. Nope, nope. They just. Yeah, did what they did. <laughs> so we made this movie and it's taken a long time. We're not going to say sorry, but that's basically what we're doing right now. Well, let's move on to the top of your list then. This is not a theatrical release, uh, but it is a feature length animated film. It's one of the DC direct to uh, video, direct to direct to digital, direct to DVD, direct to Blu-ray. And it's the death of Superman. And it's set in their shared continuity animated movie universe, which started with Justice League War, the movie. And it's – I will say this. It's the best Superman I've seen on screen in a while. Mm -hmm, I agree. And it's the best – I think it's the best uh, DC direct – at least a non-Bruce Tim direct-to-DVD feature. So, and to let people know who don't know what that means, um, Bruce Tim is the producer of Batman, Superman animated series, and then the Justice League animated series, and which are all wildly, critically, and popularly acclaimed animated series. They're really well done and and good good portrayals of the superheroes involved. Uh, and they did a couple of uh, uh, direct direct to DVD. Um, feature feature length movies, and so this is part of a new continuity that I don't know how many they're in this continuity. Batman Ninja is not one of them. I no, think. no, it's not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, you know, there's what ten maybe I don't know because yeah, there's some, probably there's, there's some, like four Batman ones. There's uh, uh, three, three or more. Uh, two or three Justice, Justice Leagues. Leagues. Yeah. Um. And There's two Teen Titans. So this ones. started with Justice League War. I thought that the this continuity was started with the Flashpoint. Movie. You know, I, I the don't, Flashpoint movie rewrites the universe right. to set up the Justice League War movie. And I think even the post credit in that Flashpoint movie was was a Justice League War teaser. Okay, I think that would make sense then. Yeah, and and the idea was to bridge the gap from the old ones that they were doing into this this new one. Yeah, that's a longer. It's meant to be a cinematic universe of yeah. animated films. So this is the one where, oh man, I hope we don't spoil it, but I'm just gonna have to say it. Um, this is the one where Superman dies. Oh, Ben, I'm sorry. That's a I major am, plot point. I'm sorry, but yeah, death of Superman. Uh, unfortunately, I have to spoil it for you. Superman dies in it. Yeah, but it was great. It was so good. Yeah, there was there was some really good stuff in it. I mean, they uh, there was some wonkiness to some of the animation, and I don't know if that was just the streaming or if it was that it was a cheaper, quicker uh, animation. But um, but beyond that, the the voice acting, fun, 
the action itself when they're doing the fight scenes. There's some really Intense. good stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. It was brutal. It was violent. And yeah. Yeah. It earns its PG-13 yeah. rating. Um, and But the, the writing and the characterization is wonderful. And that's, I think, what makes it such a good Superman movie. Well, and the other thing that makes it a good um, Superman movie is if you have a general idea of who, who Superman is, you'll be fine watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to – you don't need to watch all those other – uh, Mar uh, DC cinematic animated universe, whatever they're going to call it. Um, you don't need to watch all those to to yeah. get this. If you know who Superman is, if you know who Lois Lane is, and if you know who you know various members of the Justice League are, you actually don't even need to know them, really. No, <laughs> they kind of introduce to it. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're you're going to get this movie, and it's you're going to understand it. And if you like Superman, I think you're going to appreciate it too. And if you don't like Superman, give this a watch and maybe you will. Maybe. I don't know if this is the turning point for someone who doesn't like Superman. Um, there's a couple other animated movies that maybe, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this would be the best one. I, it's great. And, you know, as a fan of like the death and return of Superman storyline is one of my all time favorite stories. I've been reading it since I was a kid. And the way they adapted this, because that's what it is. It's an adaption of those graphic novels. Um, and it's not quite as faithful as, say, the Dark Knight Returns uh, adaptation, which right, was right, but, super faithful. But that was an adaptation of a thing that exists on its own into a new thing that exists on its own. Yeah. This is taking a a story that already exists from one. I mean, it's from another time period, really. I mean, if you were to do it now, you it's a period piece. It's a late, yeah. you know, well, mid, mid nineties, 96, uh, 92. Oh, okay. So early nineties. Yeah. Storyline that, you know, if we did it, if we, if we did a faithful adaptation, well, you're going to, you're going to have to do, you know, flip phones, uh, that are really, really big. Yeah, and you know, um, I so mean, it, it, Lois would be running around with a big shoulder pad suit. Yeah, yeah. And Superboy would have his his leg belt because they did not update Batman Returns <laughs> to be like present day. It was no, they, it's the eighties in that eighties neo movie. future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so with this, it would be, um, you know, there it's the present day, but it's also then a part of another separate continuity that that story was never intended to be a part of. Right. But still, I think they adapted it wonderfully. And the changes they make to the original 90s version, I, I think, are really great. Um, and it updates it wonderfully. Well, and also has to condense it. You know, I think that they had to take yeah. a look at that long story arc and say to themselves, OK, how do we make this work in slightly less than 90 minutes? Yeah, this is this is too the two graphic novels, uh, the death of Superman and funeral for a friend. And it's all stuck into this one thing. But that being said, all my favorite parts from those books are here. <laughs> well, so. that's because they took a look at them and said, what's the important parts? Well, you, you apparently like the important parts. <laughs> Good. And, yeah. um, for those of you who are like deep cut Superman fans, I just have two words for you. 
Lori Lamares. You know what I'm talking about. She got Tom mentioned. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. we were cracking up. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, they they did a good job and it was a good movie. And it's unfortunate that it wasn't a live action movie. Because yeah, for this, real. Good grief. this could have been the kind of thing where. Yeah, I, I think that if they got people's butts into the seats anyway, um, people who have complained about other Superman things in live action might not have complained about this one. No, I mean, if they would have taken the script in the live action version, it would have been awesome because then they could have also added an extra 20 or so minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is 2018's summer animated fair. And overall, I really these were fun movies. I liked them and I was glad to see them. And yeah, and and some of them I may watch again. Um, I don't know if I'll watch Death of Superman again. That's what? yeah. I just Dude, I bought that one. Well, once was enough for me, <laughs> you know. Um uh Incredibles 2, I will definitely watch it again. Um definitely. I'll watch and, it if it's on. And Godzilla 2. Uh, yeah, like I said, if I ever do a rewatch years from now, I'll watch it again. <laughs> but Teen Titans go to the movies? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, my my son wants to watch it again. And so I may end up having to just buy it so that my younger son can watch it. And my older son has an excuse to watch it with him. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Batman Ninja? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Ben? I would watch it again if you want to do a commentary with me. Yeah. Commentaries are hard to do, though, because you have to keep it moving. You have to keep it. Keep it snappy. Oh, I think we can. And you, you <laughs> can't have any dead space where you're just going to say, oh, I'm watching it. You know, it's it's hard to do. It's doable. It is definitely doable. Uh, but it, you know what it means? Honestly, Evan, for you, mm. it means watching it. And then watching it for the commentary. You have to watch it two more times in order to do that. No. Yep. No, because you get a more honest, natural commentary if you're watching it like what if I forgot a part and it comes up and I'm like, oh, haha, that's funny. It would be entertaining to see. So I'm only going to watch it one more time for the commentary. But you need to have notes with topics to talk about. So when you get to these things, oh, this character here, you know who that is? That's because that, that's what you're for. Mm, but you're the DC guy. <laughs> see, you're the guy who watches it and says, I appreciate this because I know. I think this will be fine. Um, you know what my favorite film commentary ever, and this this is a recommendation for everybody, is the film commentary for the series of Unfortunate Events movie with Jim Carrey. Have you ever seen that? I have not seen it. Oh, my gosh. It is worth it to watch it just for the commentary because there's two commentaries. One is like a normal movie commentary where it's like the director and a couple other people. But then the other one is – it's the director and Daniel Handler, who's the writer of the book series, but his pen name is Lemony Snicket, who's a character in the books. Mm-hmm. So it's him and Daniel Handler playing Nem- Lemony Snicket for the entire commentary, and it is hilarious. Um, you know, the commentary I'm looking forward to watching is um, in – actually, it's going to be in two weeks, I think. 
Yeah, two weeks from our recording time, uh, Rift Tracks is doing a live, a live stream across the nation of them doing commentary on the movie Crawl. So (laughs) excited about this! So excited, cannot wait. I love Rift Tracks. We talked about Crawl before, and my love for it as a movie to put on in the background now because when I sat down to watch it with my full focused attention after having seen it a few times, but not for a while, it was kind of harder to watch. But. Mm. And I have vowed to never watch it again. Yeah. I'm actually disappointed that you're not willing to go with me because Sorry. We're, we're friends and it'd be funny, but apparently our <laughs> friendship is not enough, nor is the humor. Because the Rift Tracks guys, they do some really, really good, really good commentary with, you know, it's just joke, joke, joke. And if you know the movie, um, I think you can appreciate some of the jokes more. But even if you don't, um, you can appreciate it. And yeah, uh, Rift Tracks used to have some on Hulu to stream, but they have some movies on uh prime that you don't have to do the whole the way they were selling it was as a download an audio download that you would sync up with the movie so you'd put in the movie and then start the movie and then start the download and Mm. then you would watch both together or listen watch the one listen to the other Mm -hmm. um but now they also have uh, movies on amazon prime where you can stream the movie with their riff tracks commentary and yeah, so there's there's a was it Ice Ice Baby with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> they did that one. And All right. Again, it's funny. Um, and then uh, the movie itself was pull your hair out because this movie is terrible. But hmm. um, yeah, I didn't even know that was a movie. Oh heaven! <laughs> you are probably better off because you did not know. And now I've okay. actually made your life a little bit worse just by telling you that there's that movie, let alone if you were to sit down and watch it. So, all right. So don't, but Good yeah, to know. uh, yeah, they're, they're funny guys. And, and Mike Nelson, he's, uh, I, I really like him a lot. He, he was a writer on the new veggie tales series for Netflix for a little while. Hmm. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that, but I'll be driving there alone. And watching it alone, laughing alone, and then driving home in a better mood than I was when I went there because I laughed alone. And Sorry. you, sir, will just have to sit in your depression. I'll actually be less depressed because I'm not seeing that movie. Yeah, that's um, funny. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I, I would watch a remake, though. If they made a Kroll remake, I would watch it because I, did, I liked a lot of the concepts. Or not a lot of the concepts. I like some of the concepts. <laughs> no, there's the some movie. really, really interesting concepts that if it was a novel that really played up well on those concepts, you could you could dive deep and rich into well, it. Well, I, I love uh, future medieval sci-fi. I really like that. That's one of the reasons I really like Voltron. So. Well, um, yeah. The, the other thing I did recently is I did a four-movie marathon of the Lou Ferrigno fantasy movies of the eighties. Oh yeah. You told me about that. And I will not do that again for a very long time, but I really, (laughs) really enjoyed myself. It was on in the background while I was sorting through all my comic books when I had a lot of time to myself and yep. The two Hercules movies and Sinbad and then, um, a ripoff of, uh, 
of Seven Samurai called Seven Magnificent Gladiators. <sighs> Which you can tell, the ripping off Seven Subtle. Samurai, Seven, the Magnificent <laughs> Seven was definitely mm-hmm. a part of the ripoff. Um, yeah. So that's how I've been wasting my time. <laughs> and it is now time for us to do, uh, do we even try and do a, a weak connection, spiritual application? I don't know. Uh, I think that there's a Superman, lot. Oh, go Superman ahead. dies to save the world. You, and you know, then comes back from the dead. Or does he? Well, there's an empty tomb sequence. So, uh, yeah, I, maybe, maybe we don't want to go there. <laughs> no, it's, it's oh, absolutely anytime, anywhere. Oh, they definitely are playing up the, the messianic roots of the idea of Superman, um, by, by doing the death of Superman and the way that they did it. And yeah, cause he absolutely, it's a sacrifice. He sacrifices himself to save, save the world. Yeah. Speaking of roots of Superman, I'm reading a book right now called Gladiator that there's actually some phrases in that book that Simon and Schuster ripped off directly to use for Superman. Hmm. It's really weird, but it's this, this guy, he wanted to be this famous novelist, but he's now best known for being one of the people that Simon and Schuster ripped off to make Superman. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Any final words, Evan? No. <laughs> okay. I can't think of something. I don't got anything. All right. All right. Go, go watch the Superman movie, everybody. Because yeah. it was cool. And Incredibles 2. And Teen Titans Go. And if you like Godzilla, then you're going to watch Godzilla 2 because it's a new Godzilla thing that's out there in the world. Yep. And if you have Netflix, but if you don't, you're probably not going to go out of your way to get Netflix just to watch this. So and go watch Batman Ninja, but only if you have the Evan and Ben commentary <laughs> to play along with it. If we ever do a Patreon page, that's what we'll do. Sweet, we'll, we'll do that commentary for our uh, you know our, our Patreon exclusive or something like that. Uh, but we don't. We have one for Welcome to Level Seven that has a couple. And of I us. have one. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But we don't have a Strangers and Aliens one, so maybe we should. I don't know. All that said, we want to thank you for listening, and thank you for, if you would, um, support us on Patreon. We thank you for that. You can't, so you don't have to put your money where your mouth is at all. You can just put your mouth where your money is. Um, I don't know how that works, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for um, being supportive, and thank you for um yeah, connecting with us and for um, sending us feedback. And we, we appreciate all that. And uh, all I have to say is, you know what, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, whether you are a self-referential superhero who is making jokes that you shouldn't be aware of because you're breaking the fourth wall, or whether you are a superhero who has put himself on the line and sacrificed himself, or whether you are a father just trying to be a good father, while your wife is out there trying to be a good mother. We want to wish you Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. 
Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. No, it starts solidly grounded in the Batman world and everything's making sense. And then it's just bananas, if you follow me. And I do. I do. All right. So that's Batman Ninja. And you know what? Um, Looks like Steve just came on and he didn't see Batman Ninja. So it's okay if he missed this part of the conversation, right? Yeah. 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 So let's see if we can bring him in. Let's try and bring him in and we'll bring him up to speed. Uh... How do I bring him in? Oh, there, there's Skype has changed there, Steve. And, uh, is he coming on? How do I do this? Uh, check mark there. Steve. Add call. I think he's coming. Steve, you there? Hey, this is, this is live everyone. This is live action. <laughs> Happening right here, live. Steve is on. Steve, are you there? Hey, guys. Uh, hey. I need to make some sort of a switch here, so hold on just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening live. He is making a switch as I'm recording. And and you know what? I'm not even going to edit this out because <laughs> that's work. And, and we don't want to – we want this to be work. We want this to be play. This is fun. So Steve, while you're making that, that, that switch, can you hear us? Can you, maybe I should edit this out because he's, <laughs> he's not answering. It's very now. exciting. <laughs> live. This is, this is live television, everyone. Live radio, whatever. You there, Steve? Mm. <laughs> I like that noise. Oh man. I'm so tempted to just. Frogs. What is going on? I have never heard anything like this before on Skype. Steve, you there? Well, can anybody hear me? I can hear you. Can Can you hear us? Hello. Uh, maybe this is post credit. Maybe that's what, what what's happening here. It's. <laughs> What is happening? Sounds like he's, you know how you, when you pull a balloon thing, you know, tight and let the air out slowly. That's what it sounds like he's doing. Making a balloon animal or he's scrubbing (laughs) his tooth with his finger. I think he's making a balloon animal in one room and there's a monkey with headphones in the next room and the monkey is imitating the noise that the balloon animal is making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> now it sounds like 
Wow. I was going to say, it sounds like the signals that we send in space to try and reach extraterrestrials. Uh, but then it, it sounds like it. Then it became SUV demon possessed. Going down a gravel road. Or that. That's better. Steve. Nope, Hello. Hello. Well, we tried. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a, a Doctor Who villain now. I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know how long we should let this go. Um, this is definitely going in post credit, not not being uh, well, part of good. the episode. Yeah, this is going to get edited seamlessly so that people don't even know Steve was here. Um, unless he's able to get back on in the next minute. And then we'll uh, make it sound seamlessly like he just popped on Skype and we just patched him in. But, yeah, this is... Well, at least Steve's voice will have made at least a partial appearance in this episode. Yeah. He said hey. He did. Now it sounds like he's doing a balloon animal while he's drinking water. Um, <gasps> all right. Well, I'm going to message him on Facebook. Sorry.